if if death isn't if there's not space to really fully look and acknowledge death then the eating of meat is it's kind of like okay well i'm just doing this thing there's mm. there's but to bridge that gap to actually welcome meat and recognize the life yeah. and the death cycle and then that it's being it's fueling my body and nourishing my body it's actually so sacred hello my name is celia i am the host of openly spoken and i am so excited to share this conversation i had in october of last year with lavina who is my guest today so Lavina is a soul embodiment mentor, a breathwork facilitator, and a sexual shamanic practitioner. Lavina's offerings are designed to empower women in reclaiming their sovereignty, connecting to their innermost truth, and to embody a life of pure pleasure, passion, and freedom. Her path has led her through many initiatory trainings in the realms of spirituality, sacred sexual healing, and shamanism. She has facilitated transformational experiences for countless souls through her one-on-one mentorship, group ceremonies, and private healing sessions. Lavina is devoted to supporting humans in the remembrance of their divine nature and their return to wholeness. Mm. In this episode, we went deep. We went and talked about things that most people would just want to ignore. We talked about the realms of darkness and shadow and dismantling ourselves from what we learned in yoga because we both Olivian and I both share the similarity that our kind of like spiritual awakening started with yoga and personal development started with yoga and then eventually you know years down the line or even decades those like morals and teachings had to be dismantled you'll see what I mean about that when you watch the episode and if you enjoy this episode Go ahead and take a look at the caption below or the show notes below, and you will see links to find Lavina online, and you will see any links that she's shared to freebies or any offerings. So I highly recommend to be in her world. She's such an inspiring human, and I'm so excited to share this episode. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. Here you'll get to eavesdrop on connected women's conversations about self-love, confidence, healing, relationships, creativity, and more. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, and I am your guide to getting you grounded into your body, feeling your full spectrum of emotion, and expanding your fullest self-expression. I also pop in here from time to time with solo episodes where I give you tips, tricks, and resources like meditations, visualizations, and all the things to get you grounded, to get you to feel, to get you to alchemize, and to get you to expand and express yourself fully. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I invite you to now put your hands on your heart, take a deep breath, set a tone for how you want to be as you show up for this podcast, take what resonates in this podcast, leave out what doesn't resonate, and take some time to reflect and to contemplate. And if there's anything in the podcast you want to chat about, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at selfexpressbabe. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started.
talking about like not being triggered by certain words. And I think yes. it's so, it's interesting to notice those like moments and then like what that dives us into. Cause we're curious and we're like, Ooh, okay. If this word doesn't trigger me and it mm-hmm. has to do with my body and sexuality, like, well, let me do this thing over here. That's talking about sexuality and let me just like, see what happens. Is that what happened? Is there- it led me to like Layla Martin and um, who's the woman that wrote the book called Pussy? <laughs> I forget her name. Um, Pussy, a reclamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re- I, I read that, like all these. And it's just like, it's amazing the the huge sure. doors and doors that open and the shifts that you get. And then you like see something that was once like kind of traumatizing or triggering in a whole new light. I love that. Yeah, it's like the 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 portal. Our yoni is a portal. So, as there's a greater acceptance and connection to the root to this sacred space, the doors are literally opening, mm-hmm. like the temple doors. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about your shift moment. Cause you mentioned that you remembered when you had that shift of like, oh, pussy does not, that word pussy doesn't trigger me. <laughs> yeah. It was actually, um, recently about cock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just with my girlfriend and I fre- we were just watching the sweetest thing. Just, this is okay. not last night, the night before, like this was just two days ago. And I forget exactly what our exchange was, but I was like, I said something and came back and used the word cock. Like it just came out of my mouth. And I remember having a thought, oh, did that feel uncomfortable for her to hear me saying that word? Just, it was like a passing thought. Oh, was that Mm -hmm. uncomfortable for her? Wow. This is something that now feels natural for me to express in this way because of the healing that I've done with the masculine and mm-hmm. yeah. And just, and in sexuality, you know, it's not derogatory or gross or shameful. It's this sacred wand that I love to worship. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just two days ago that I was, that I had, it was wow. something similar, right? Like just, wow, this isn't, yeah, it used to feel like it had to be kind of like only in a sexual, maybe mm-hmm. performative, or it has this raunchy essence about it. But mm-hmm. I feel that something that Tantra has brought me into is welcoming a grander spectrum, the full spectrum. And it's this integration of the sacred and the profane. Mm. You know, it's like a merging of opposites, mm. letting it all be here. And yeah, it's all divine. I love that. I don't know too much about Tantra. So that's cool to to know that it's like a merging of those two. And I don't even know where to start with like asking you more about it. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. It's really, I mean, because I feel the essence that I've received from entering the realms of Tantra has really just 
my spiritual path has evolved over the years. And I remember initially learning things that were more designed for the, the people who have space to meditate all day, you know, the monks that would mm. be up in a cave and in that, yeah. the theory is like, I am not this, I am not this, I am not this, I am not this, right? Yeah. And in entering this realm of spirituality, it's like, I am this, I am this, I am this, I am this. I am the light, I am the dark, I am the masculine, I am the feminine, I am spirit, I am matter, I am sacred, I am profane, you know, I have the capacity <laughs> to be everything because all that is, is, you know, I'm part of duality and I'm part of wholeness. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Or I am wholeness. I am part of duality and I am wholeness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's interesting too how like I think from what I remember from one of your master classes you had that you kind of like started on this path with yoga. Is that right? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Me too. And I remember in in yoga teacher training, there was um there was a yama about like abstaining from sex. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That just gave me chills. And I felt almost my heart skip a beat and a clog come into my throat. Mm. <laughs> it was just like, you know, cause yeah, that's what's taught in widespread across spirituality. And as the collective consciousness seems to be evolving. Maybe it's just the bubble that I see myself in, but I see it happening. You know, yoga is, it's just everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it feels like these things are really, their tendrils are expanding across a wider spread of people are having access to this. And there's not a lot about sacred sexuality. If anything, it's like, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sex is being still suppressed and shut down and shamed. So, yeah. yeah, that abstinence was. And then, how could guilt not be there? It's like, okay, I'm not a spiritual person. If I have desires, my desires cause suffering. Yeah. It's like yeah. release all desires, but like I'm human. <laughs> yeah. My desires are divine, divine inspiration. That's. That's, I, I feel like my work is very focused on illuminating desires and moving mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. You, you also bring to mind something that like I'm going through currently um, with this piece of like, I'm human and like my desires causing suffering and guilt and shame. I'm currently dismantling my like, <sighs> So when I was like 16, I became vegetarian and I didn't become vegan until I was in yoga teacher training because it was like required for our training. Oh. And it's Wait, been, was it immersive? It was like an immersive or they were like, do this it was while like you're a, in the training. Do it while you're in the training. And it was a six month long training. Like I did a, I did a training that was on weekends and was longer because okay. I right. felt like doing a few days wasn't enough to integrate and soak it in. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. So I did that. And, um, during the pandemic, 
I started um, consuming more eggs and more fish. And like now what I'm going through now is I'm like learning more about the womb and I recently got my IUD taken out and I'm like realizing that like, oh, I think my body needs like more animal products. And then I'm thinking about like the suffering and all this stuff I like learned in my yoga practice. And it's just like both that, the like food choices and the sexuality are like things that like, oh, need to be dismantled you know from like yeah. when you start from the path of yoga there's like like it's it's just interesting how there's yeah. like there's even limiting constructs and and conditioning within something that that is so beautiful yeah wow that gave me <laughs> chills and and thinking about that animal earth matter this is the dark or more dense it's more dense mm, and yeah that's part of what is pushed away. I think it's the density, the darkness. Yeah, as if it's Ooh, wrong or I bad. Feel that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you you have the forever access to embodied liberation, and I have a bonus masterclass in there called "Seeing in the Dark." So, yeah, it's this really really powerful teaching that I learned through the International School of Temple Arts, ISTA. Um, changed my life and um, it's about recognizing our full spectrum again the light mm -hmm. the dark the masculine the feminine and the cross sections of each of them mm -hmm. and then the void space the nothingness mm -hmm. and also the everythingness mm -hmm. and in inquiring if we were to maybe survey across 100 people what comes to mind or what do you feel when you think of the dark and maybe I'll just ask you like what comes to mind when you think of darkness what kind of words what emotions what comes up I think of like loss like losing a loved one or going through a breakup or um even like depression sadness okay. that I think is. of sadness mostly Okay. Yeah. And then would yeah. you qual? would you, if you were to qualify that, um, like desirable, undesirable, or, you know, <laughs> my cat is jumping you, in a I bag. I was going to say, do you have a cat? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ziggy. I hope he makes an appearance, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So if you were to qualify those, those things that yeah. come up with darkness, what would you say? I mean, I would say it's undesirable because that's how like I was taught but at this point in my life when I feel something that's like making me sad I'm like oh okay like I'm just gonna fully like be like romantically sad and like allow myself to cry and because through it it's like huge things are going to open up like my last huge thing like that was in 2019 when um I had a, a relationship that ended things and it was it was my first time not being the one to end the relationship so it was yeah. like my first time getting dumped and it was so hard <laughs> it sucked but at the same time it was the most beautiful experience I've ever been through I'm so grateful right I'm that's so grateful awesome. that sounds like <laughs> zing <laughs> Is it loud? Can you hear it? I can stop him. He, he's just climbing into his yeah. 
paper bag. Um, yeah. So that sounds like an initiation, you know, mm. this, mm-hmm. this welcoming. I think I might have to move the bag. <laughs> standing over it. Yeah, <laughs> he's about to pounce on it. One sec. Oh, I hear him meowing. You hear his meow? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he's like, let me outside. Okay. <laughs> so depression, sadness, death. So death, yeah, death is definitely coming into that realm of darkness and like, but yeah. death is a part of life. Yeah, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. the first time I ever heard that, it was like, death is a part of life. Life doesn't end. Life is eternal. Life is all it is. And death is a part of it. It's like, whoa. Little body chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, I feel there's such a, there's a lot of fear in the darkness. And so it gets yeah. pushed into the unconscious. It gets pushed and down and suppressed and repressed rather than welcomed, integrated and expressed as yeah as feels fit and oh he's <laughs> he knows not to go on counters too like, Sorry. it's okay it's okay <laughs> he he's he's drawing my attention because he really wants to go out and i'm trying to train yeah. him look at him oh, <laughs> make an appearance he's, cute. he's real cute cut oh my god you're so- this is great <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Anyone listening to the, just the audio, you have to go to, to YouTube to yeah. see what we're laughing at. <laughs> We've got a really cute kitty here who's claiming <laughs> to be the star of the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. So I don't even need to share that, but coming back to the dark. So yeah, it, it's often suppressed and there's been a total shift in my experience in welcoming the darkness and reclaiming the darkness as raw, primal, carnal power. It's like, mm. it's, it's so powerful, you know, like Kali energy, the dark feminine. Yeah. Right. Or this serpentine essence. Right. Yeah. And, and also the dark masculine and something that, was one of the most, I really was able to heal something that was stored as trauma, as in the realm of me being the victim Mm -hmm. of all my past relationships being toxic, where I was manipulated and emotionally abused. And it was just really, really toxic. And all the healing that I'd done around that I was still holding myself as the victim of those scenarios. You know, I was the innocent one in a way. And I was, Mm -hmm. yeah. So through this teaching of it's called the cross or four altars, um, which is the light, the dark, the masculine and feminine. And in reclaiming my dark masculine, I had an experience where my physical body was in excruciating pain. I was doing some emotional release because of something that was connected to a sexual experience with my partner. Something came up 
And um, then he was like, well, why don't you go into some emotional release? So I started to do a pillow pound, but I had tucked my head in a certain way. And it was, I, I got a ping in my neck and it shot all the way down my back. And it was some of the most excruciating pain I could, it was on the nerve. I pulled a muscle and I was like, Oh, Oh my goodness. I I couldn't move my neck. And there were other situations that added to the intensity of it. It was my friend's bachelorette party. I had invested hundreds of dollars to go to that. Couldn't go, felt the scarcity. Mm. It was just, everything was piling up. There was fear. There was scarcity. There was, um, shame around sexuality so it was all of these energies and so I I had I had to let go of all of my responsibilities and be completely still so then I started to zoom into the sensation in my neck and I was moving very slowly to reach the peak of intensity the peak of the pain mm-hmm. And doing it slowly so that I could breathe through it and and maintain ease in my nervous system, but going to the peak of intensity of the pain and watching it. So I'm turning my head really slowly and it's like surging down my back and Mm -hmm. there's heat and I'm I'm watching all of the sensation, you know, the pings, electricity Mm -hmm. surging out. I'm just turning as far as I can to where it's like, whoa. okay, this is so intense. And as I was holding presence with the intensity of pain, I started getting flashes of these memories from these past relationships. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't thinking of that initially. It was the pain and going to that peak of intensity that brought these, these stories to my, the forefront of my awareness, right? So I saw a flash of when I'm 16 years old and I'm high. <laughs> He's knocking everything off. Look at this face. He's like, are you going you gonna to let me out? He's like looking straight to the camera. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I knocked that over. <laughs> He's a part of it. It's all medicine too. It's like, yeah. So can I be present? <laughs> Hold it all. <laughs> you know because in sharing a story like this too there could be easily distractions you know yeah um so I see this flash of when I'm 16 years old hiding under my first boyfriend's sister's bed naked (laughs) and and his dad had come home and was opening the door. It was one of the most intense experiences of my life at that time, you know, it was, yeah. And, um, so that memory was, it's been stored in my body. So I turned to that peak of intensity with my neck. I saw the flash of it and rather than being the victim and feeling like, oh, whatever, whatever stories could have been paired with that. I was like, this is mine. And Mm -hmm. when there are bigger emotions or pain or trauma or certain things that hold that, that darker energy, it's not something that we just need to shower with light or breathe through it and be Mm -hmm. 
peace. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm going to fucking eat this. I'm going to devour Mm. it and consume it. You know, it's like, it's a whole different energy in order to integrate certain aspects of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I started to go like, like drinking it in through a straw. And I actually could see that time space pulling into me and going down into my root, into my sacral and root centers. It's like, I was calling that back, reclaiming Mm -hmm. that power. And then more pieces started to show up. So each of these moments that were held as memories of me being the victim from the distorted or immature dark masculine, I reclaimed it as my own so that I could then embody the mature and integrated dark masculine. So it's like, because it was in the unconscious, I was for a decade of my life attracting these patterned relationships of manipulation and Mm -hmm. lying and cheating and drug abuse and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I was really just searching for the dark masculine. I, w- I wanted it because it was completely unknown to me. My unconscious mm. was calling that into my field so that I could integrate it as my own power. Yeah. 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 It's so, it's so beautiful and interesting how like what we go through is like what we need. Always. For our spiritual evolution. Always. Right thank you for sharing thank you for sharing that yeah yeah thanks for listening come here (laughs) get him in here properly (laughs) oh hi ziggy (laughs) ziggy is got some dark masculine he's a big kitty he's a big boy (laughs) yeah yeah I think what's interesting too about how both this death piece and sexuality piece are so like <laughs> oppressed and kind of like hidden behind closed doors or um, kind of like touched up, you know, yeah. like when someone dies, they like, I don't know, put makeup on their body yeah. and all this stuff. So there's this like oppression of it. And at the same time, I feel like as a collective, there's this craving and this wanting of wanting to work on that because there's such an obsession with death and with sexuality. Like, yeah, there's so many um, uh, like true crime shows that are really popular and even like things like uh, like zombie shows and like things where it's like all this death and stuff and like people love it. (laughs) yep yes it's like and it's all externalized yeah it's like a a, a longing to to have this part be seen because it's not welcomed internally not to say that there's anything wrong with wanting to see or you know to experience it but yeah because of the suppression internally it's just gets projected externally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. And I think this, the meat piece, the death, and there's kind of just, if, if death isn't, if there's not space to really fully look and acknowledge death, then the eating of meat, is, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm just doing this thing. There's, mm. there's, but to bridge that gap, to actually welcome meat and 
recognize the life yeah. and the death cycle and the, that it's being, it's fueling my body and nourishing my body. Mm-hmm. It's actually so sacred, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And this is what humans were doing the beginning of starting to evolve, you know, humans were eating meat and, yeah, and it's also different areas. People's heritage is from a different area. So it's like, there's no one size fit all fits all Mm -hmm. what really feels true. And if there's guilt or shame, then that's a nice place to look. How can I zoom into where there's guilt or shame and see what's actually being asked? What's actually being asked me maybe to be there for the moment of the animal dying, Mm. to actually witness life leaving its eyes Mm. and to offer reverence and be like, wow, now I get to welcome this into my body, you know, and giving thanks to the spirit that was willing to move on to offer yeah. its body. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I resonate with that as well. Cause I, I didn't eat meat for maybe 10, eight or 10 years. And recently, and it was in the same. Ooh, the same <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In that same time frame of integrating these darker pieces that I started to open to eating meat again (laughs) what came up when you were um talking talking about Ooh, I want to be able to speak so so I want to be able to speak and also not hold back the tears (laughs) yeah yeah what always comes up for me for some reason is um i have this weird connection and love for cows (laughs) yeah and and that was what that was what came up for me when you were talking about like seeing the life leave their eyes and stuff i was just like no i don't want to do that (laughs) you know but this is such juicy stuff to sit with because we're animals too you know and like this piece of like being compassionate like the the best analogy I can come up come up for it with is like if you have a cat you, you have a cat for example if you feed your cat a vegan diet is that compassionate no it's not yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like but it's 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 amazing that this is the first time I've cried on the podcast thank you (laughs) Uh, happy anniversary taking things a whole new layer (laughs) right (laughs) wow that's really special I love it thank you um but yeah for some reason cows come up for me like that's the one uh, that's the one like animal that I'm just having like a really hard time with like yeah as of now the the belief I have now is like I will never eat 
cow ever. <laughs> and dairy, my body doesn't do well with. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will admit, like, it smells really good. <laughs> right. You know, like if if I smell someone else having a burger or a steak, I'm like, wow, that smells delicious. <laughs> yeah. And then again, there's that like separation with like our food, like we don't call it cow, we call it beef. Right. You know, or like yeah. we don't call we don't call things what they are, except for chicken for some reason. We still call it chicken. And that's probably the one that's the most integrated. Yeah, like I, I don't have a problem with like I've I've had it a few times this year. Yeah. And um my body has a hard time digesting it, obviously, because oh, okay. it's been so it's been such a long time. I probably need to get some like papaya enzymes or something for the next time <laughs> but like that's and even turkey like we call turkey turkey like we don't have that's so interesting yeah I didn't even think about that until just now and no. me and I wonder if for me if that's why I don't have such a hard time accepting eating birds <laughs> right duck duck, duck, as well. I, duck I don't know if I would eat they're so cute <laughs> so cute I know and that's that's again for each person yeah you know, maybe yeah. maybe you just that that feeling with cows maybe it's that's just how it is for you yeah you know and maybe it's even yeah I feel like there is this piece of becoming all of it and merging merging in a way and allowing eating to be that depth of ceremony as often as possible mm, yeah I, rem I remember reading it was one of Ram Dass's books I'm forgetting the title right now but he was sharing how people reach samadhi through eating mm. you know taking minimal 20 to 30 bites per bite and being so present with it and seeing that whole everything that led up to it being right here in front of us mm. and then to bring life into our bodies is life merging with life and it can be it, 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 everything can be a spiritual experience mm. you know? so if there is that desire and such a strong connection to the animal then maybe that becomes a ritual in itself to go to a farm local farm where there there's actually a farm here where they do cow hugging therapy <laughs> oh, wow and do they not use their cows for meat or do they also no I think it's like a a rescue farm oh it's that's called cool the gentle too. barn oh that's so cute yeah, it's called the yeah. gentle barn <laughs> yeah 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 so maybe that that's a fun one too. It's like that. And then also if there was a desire to eat that meat, mm -hmm. then to experience the closeness in close proximity, going to a farm where it is uh, the place where they, they have cows for, but they're just doing it mm -hmm. ethically. Yeah. You know, there are farms that yeah. love their cows and also their cows come to I mean, then we, then we can eat them too. It is wild. It's, this is, this is a deep topic. You know, this could yeah. be really triggering for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
but that's that's great too uh, triggers are <laughs> triggers are so great they're so <laughs> illuminating mm-hmm. yeah the triggers like hey <laughs> there's something over here that like there's some darkness here for you to sit with yeah yeah you know? Yeah. Or sometimes it's like, hey, here's a way, here's a way of being that someone is being that you don't allow yourself to be for some reason. Right. That's what I think the darkness is so often confused or blended with the shadow. And when things are in the shadow, that's where the toxicity comes from or the, the distortion. Mm-hmm. And once the shadow is integrated then the darkness just actually becomes power, like sacred rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sacred rage is so, so beautiful. I have a, I have a client who has a son who's like three. Yeah. And we did sacred rage together and like, she does it with her son now. It's That's like amazing. super helpful. All that testosterone in his little, in his little body, like it really yeah. helps him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Emotional release tools. Yeah. Game changer. Mm-hmm. Have ways to move big energy so it doesn't get stuck or frozen or lodged. Just yeah. keep the life force flowing. Mm-hmm. I want to move into, uh, I have a few questions that I like to ask at the end. Everyone. The first one is what does self-love mean to you? Oh, Self-love means seeing myself, stepping outside of myself to really see myself and to listen, to welcome all parts of myself. Yeah, and when I say listen, it's like, what is my body communicating and to to, act, to listen and then to follow through, mm. to give myself mm. that self-love. Seeing myself, listening, following through with that inner guidance. Yeah. And also loving all, loving all being that that is the self in truth. So it's mm. self-love, loving the individual self as a gateway to remembering Mm. the truth of who I am. Mm. Beautiful. And what makes you feel the most grounded? Oh, this is fun. (laughs) Dance. Mm. I get pretty high from dance though. It makes me feel the most embodied when I feel embodied. I feel that I am clear and centered Mm. and grounded. So it's, yeah, I feel like dance yeah and being in nature of course Mm, just like watching Mm. how the elements express themselves as a reminder of my nature yeah and then my most favorite question what's it gonna be (laughs) 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 what's your favorite part about being a woman oh ah I, the, the first thing that came through was about radiance, just mm. welcoming and embracing my radiance and 
my emotionality, my bigness, my expression. These feel like qualities of the divine feminine that I've done a lot of work to really step into, to land mm -hmm. in, in confidence and empowerment. And so, yeah, just the ability to be my fullest self and allow that radiance to be magnetic, you know, to trust in my essence to be all that to be enough, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that feels <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> yeah. And then for everyone listening, I want to give you space to talk about your work, what you offer, and where people can find you. Thank you. Yeah. My name is Lavina. My handle on Instagram is lavina.embodied. And embodied embodiment feels like a core piece of my work. Soul embodiment. I'm a soul embodiment mentor, which for me means really tapping into the divine essence of the one soul of who we are, the source, great spirit, love, and how that essence can really fully land in the temple body, in this mm. temple that is our home. So yeah, our spirit landing fully in every part of our body and our being and being a walking embodiment of the eternal one. So soul embodiment. And I am also a sexual shamanic practitioner. So I just graduated the ISTA practitioner training and I've been offering sexual shamanic bodywork sessions. And it's also working with energy and different tools, emotional release, and this is a skillful use of sexual energy and activating pleasure in the body for healing, expansion, transformation, manifestation, amplification of, of desires, and yeah, just actualizing our desires. So that's been so, so amazing. We're tapping into like true magic. You know, mm. Sexual energy is. is mm life force it is creation it's how we came to exist and so working yeah. with that energy is just so 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 powerful and so sacred and it feels like in coming into this i've i'm returning i feel like i've tapped into these ancient codes like from ancient egypt goddess isis and her lineage and this like sexual sorcery it's really <laughs> really powerful like whoo so that is that feels really alive right now and i'm offering in-person sessions i'm currently based in just outside of philadelphia in the united states and i also travel um going to guatemala around la guatitlan in just two weeks to offer my first woman's gathering an eight-day immersive experience called the shakti experience that's november 5th to the 12th which i don't think this will be out before then right 
No. <laughs> yeah, so next year. Next but maybe year it'll be happening again and maybe yeah. there'll be a wait list in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. We feel it. It's happening. We're probably going to book the same space. It's called Arcoisis. Um, yeah. Mm. It's so, so beautiful. And yeah, I am open to one-on-one -on -one work. I also love offering group containers and most of my offerings are on my Instagram, which is lavina.embodied. Um, yeah, I, 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 that feels full. I create, I'll share this too. It is, it is transforming. So I birthed a, a mentorship called the Awaken and Embody Mentorship. Mm -hmm. um, and this is going to be evolving into a six month mastermind that is mm -hmm. um, a school because I do feel that there are a lot of coaches in the industry that may have gone to, to learn about coaching, but haven't really learned so many tools to hold their clients in a really deep way. So mm. I want to offer oh. tools, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, I've been in a space like that where it's like float out of your body and out of the emotions. Yeah. And look at what's below you. And I'm like, but I want to cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bypassing. Yeah. And I'm all about like going right into all that stuff, like digging into it <laughs> almost to a fall. I think it can be a lot for people in my field, but I'm like, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the real deal. Yeah. If there's something in the field that's creating a block, then let's just look at it. Let's go into it. There's nothing to run from, nowhere else to be than here. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so that will be evolving into a six-month mastermind that's essentially a school for those who want to develop. Of course, it'll be a, a deep journey for the, the individual, and it'll offer tools to then share, to mm -hmm. hold space for others in a really powerful way. Mm. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. This was so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank I'm you like so much. I'm like sad that it's been an hour. <laughs> I know that was fast. We just so came I right in. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to stay connected. You're amazing. And oh, thank you. Yeah. So are you. I find you very inspiring. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank You're so you. welcome. <laughs>Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe, and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.